The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. Beat a bitch's ass and then move oh, on. I just, and get I just ready think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with the top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here's your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to the 81st ever show of All Around Sports. Reach Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, we broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this week and what's coming up for the weekend. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsports, one word, dot com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, in a few minutes, we'll be joined by our weekly call-in expert, Barry Rubenstein of the New York Post Sports Department. Well, first, our thoughts continue with our many friends in New York City and New Jersey who were hit this week, as we were here in Boston, with a snowy nor'easter on the heels of Hurricane Sandy. Also, was glad to see the New York City Marathon was canceled just hours after we railed against the fact they were going to hold it on this show literally exactly one week ago at this moment. So uh, I'm not saying that Mayor Bloomberg heard us, but uh, a few hours after the show ended, he made what was clearly the right decision in canceling the New York City Marathon. And again, our thoughts and prayers go out to our Friends down there, uh, it's just incredible what's going on down there and continues to go on, and uh, hopefully it will end soon. And finally, happy Veterans Day weekend to all those who serve. It's great to see all the sports, uh, both paying homage to the first responders of the recent storms up here in the Northeast, as well as to veterans. Um just this morning over nearby Gillette Stadium, 20 minutes from where I'm speaking to you at this moment, the uh, the Patriots became the first team in pro sports to leave a spectator seat permanently unoccupied in their stadium to honor servicemen and service women uh, who have been listed as POWs or missing in action. And great... Uh, See that the Patriots are doing that in the NFL, as they are so good at. Uh, and as you've been seeing on TV uh, in the past week, including last night with the Jaguars and Colts, uh, doing a great job paying homage to America's 
servicemen and veterans. Uh, just wonderful to see. There's just nonstop uh, events surrounding NFL games dedicated to, again, honoring those who serve. So my highlight of the week, sticking with the NFL, is the Chuck Pagano speech to his team following their victory over the Dolphins last Sunday. It's simply one of the greatest locker room speeches ever. As you all know, I'm sure by now, Chuck Pagano is the coach of the Indianapolis Colts. A month and a half or so ago, he was diagnosed with leukemia. He immediately began undergoing chemotherapy treatments. And as he said in his speech, uh, it's already beat. And the doctors the next day, this past Monday, come out and confirm that it is in remission. So it's just wonderful to see. Uh, I think his words of dancing with his daughters at their wedding and hoisting many Super Bowl trophies are, uh, are two phrases that are going to live for a long, long time. And Chuck Pagano is just, uh, by all accounts now, a lot's coming out about him and his background, uh, just a special human being. And... It's great to hear that uh, he's getting healthy, and his team is certainly healthy as they are just on a serious roll. They beat the Jaguars fairly handily last night, and Andrew Luck, the number one pick, is just proving to be extra special. Uh, Clearly, RG3 broke out of the gate as the rookie, but uh, at this point it appears that Andrew Luck, uh, no surprise, has slow and steadily uh, become uh, worthy of the number one pick. A lot of storylines here. I mean, at this point, you have to step back and say the Colts clearly made the right decision in letting Peyton Manning go. Uh, Nothing against Peyton Manning. He's having an MVP caliber season, and the Broncos are looking great as well. And also, uh, but it's all about youth. And the Colts uh, went for the next generation, and it looks like they got it big time. And as my listeners know, I covered, live and in person, Andrew Luck's father, Oliver Luck, when he was the quarterback at West Virginia University of the Mountaineers back in the uh, early 80s. And he was a Rhodes Scholar candidate. Uh, ran into him last December at the Sports Business Journal Intercollegiate Conference. Talked to him uh, about his days at WVU when I used to cover him and interview him. And it was just wonderful to see. So uh, Oliver Luck is someone special. He's now the athletic director at WVU. And the Mountaineers are clearly... Uh, uh, at the top of the college landscape in both football and basketball, a lot of it's due to Oliver Luck. And Andrew Luck obviously comes from good genes. Speaking of Sports Business Journal, uh, this week they held their media and technology conference. Uh, so many hundreds of America's sports executives, especially on the media and technology side, were in New York City at the Marriott Marquis attending this conference. Uh, uh, The opening speaker panel was Commissioner David Stern, 
ESPN president John Skipper and uh, David Levy as well. And he is from Turner Broadcasting System, top executive there, president. And they talked a lot about social media, all the robust, positive developments occurring right now in sports media. It's just uh, reaching dizzying heights. Social media is a part of that. So, again, just a tremendous conference every year. I've attended it in the past, and uh, it's just a wonderful conference. And next up will be their intercollegiate conference in early December, also down in New York. My low light of the week is Pitt missing their chance against pulling a huge upset against Notre Dame last Saturday uh, with the missed kick. Um, felt bad for that kicker, to say the least. Uh, I'm pretty attached to this game because as a young youngster growing up in western Pennsylvania, when... Uh, I was taken to the Pitt-Notre Dame game at the old Pitt Stadium in the late 1960s when Notre Dame was at its literal height, That's uh, as in Era Parsegian, Sunday morning replays with Lindsey Nelson, uh, Terry Hanratty, and Rocky Blyer, and all the gang, and it was just uh, one of the great highlights of my sports viewing life. Uh, one of the big reasons why I'm such a sports fan and now uh, in the sports media uh, throughout my career. It was that special of a day. And uh, going old school, I remember uh, got an early thrill where one of the Notre Dame players gave me their chin strap after the game, back when you could do that kind of stuff. And uh, anybody who goes back into the 60s and 70s, I don't know how common it is now, but uh, getting a chin strap was the big deal uh, back in the day, and uh, I got my first one at the Pitt-Notre Dame game in 1967. Nothing against Notre Dame. Uh, you know, I, I like what they're doing. I'm a big believer that college football is better off when a team like Notre Dame is playing well and undefeated. Uh, just as I am when I think the Celtics in basketball are playing well and the Lakers or the Yankees in baseball. I just think it makes for a uh, for a better sport overall and heightens national interest. And, uh, again, the Pitt-Notre Dame, it's, it's always been a great rivalry. There's a great history there. Many of Notre Dame's top quarterbacks have come from western Pennsylvania. And Notre Dame is now right here in Boston as we speak, or certainly on their way. Boston College is hosting them tomorrow night, 8 o'clock, ABC, National TV. Uh, the Eagles are not having a good year, as you all know, but uh, they have a history of playing Notre Dame well and, in fact, have beat, taken them down from the unbeaten ranks a couple of times in the last uh, last two decades. So... BC uh, can make their season. It's going to be a Saturday night game at the Heights, as they call it, up here in Boston. And uh, there is a buzz in the city right now with Notre Dame being in town, and uh, it's great to see. So we'll have to uh, see what develops tomorrow night. But I expect BC to uh, show up and give them a game at least for a while. And while I'm on the subject, uh, let me also comment on last Saturday night's uh, 
Alabama-LSU game. Finally, that game lived up to the billing of being exciting uh, and fascinating to watch versus the two that were held last year, which were uh, big games, but defensive struggles, so they weren't exactly compelling viewing. But last Saturday night, following the Pitt-Notre Dame double overtime game, uh, to follow that up with Bama-LSU was just electric and props to, Ella, to Alabama on the road in the toughest place in college football to play. They, they took the ball, went down the field quickly to score the winning touchdown. A field goal would have tied it and sent it into overtime. And it was great to see T.J. Yeldon take the screen pass 28 yards for the winning touchdown. I, of course, watched him in the U.S. Army All-American Bowl High School All-Star Game this past January in San Antonio when I uh, was part of the staff doing PR and media work at the U.S. Army All-American Bowl Week. So uh, these days, how quickly they, uh, how quickly these freshmen make an impact is just amazing. Finally, my bizarre story of the week is the USC student manager who was fired for deflating balls against Oregon. Uh, yet another and what is becoming a long line of weird and shady, childish things going on at USC under Lane Kiffin, uh, the coach. Uh, if this continues, uh, I can't imagine him sticking around for too long. He obviously spoke yesterday as if he knew nothing about it. Uh, who knows? But, again, there's been a bunch of these just childish-type things occurring under Lane Kiffin, and they've occurred before, obviously, with both even the Raiders when he coached them in the NFL, as well as the way he exited Tennessee. And uh, this stuff continues to follow Lane Kiffin, so... USC is a proud program. I can't imagine they're going to stand for it much longer. So now, as my former co-host, Lemont Williams from Outside the Huddle, likes to say, it's time to pay some bills. So let's take our break. And next up will be our weekly call-in expert, Barry Rubenstein of the New York Post Sports Department. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Tune in to a show about making a comeback and what really goes on behind the scenes with your favorite athletes and beyond. Listen for The Comeback Radio Show with Tony Farmer. A lot of people believe what they read on the Internet, hear and see in the media, and on the news. We're going to give our guests the chance to tell the real story without the extra hype. It's not just sports, although that will be a focal point of the program. We'll also look at the world of celebrities, music, modeling, and more. Listen every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Sports. The job of a professional athlete is never complete. In Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. You'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Ready for in-your-face sports? 
Want to talk about the topics that nobody else is willing to talk about, either because they're too scared to touch them or just don't think it's the way to go? You're not going to be shy here. Tune in to Here's the Deal with Mega and Steel, featuring Ike Mega Griffin and Sydney Steel Justice. We've got the facts to back up the talk and invite you to join us every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern, just before the weekend on the Voice America Sports Channel. We tell it like it is. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now... Back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports, and I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when we typically have guests, and on the line is our weekly call-in expert, Barry Rubenstein of the New York Post Sports Department. Barry, how are you doing today? Uh, I am happy to see the sun today, John, after all these uh, storms we've been having in the Northeast. So it's uh, it's nice to see. Where I am now, there's no snow on the ground, there's no wind, there's no rain. I see sunshine, so, so it's a good day. Well, that's good. Well, I'm seeing snow right outside my window up here in Boston, and uh, not a welcome sight in uh, early November by any means. we got about five inches here, but I know you're headed down to work at the New York Post, so... Uh, you're headed uh, back into the craziness of metropolitan New York and New Jersey. And how was your past week there, given uh, everything going on still down there with all the storms? Well, it's it's still hard to get gas. I mean, you know, the, the lines aren't as bad as they were, but you know, there's still I think there's a little bit of you know a little bit of unknown because you never know which which stations are going to be open or what time they're going to be open, or you just kind of have to. Just, just roll with it and, and you know, leave yourself a little extra time to get gas. I mean, you know, this is, it's, you know, it's going on on two weeks now that we're, you know, that we're, we're dealing with this. And hey, listen, you know, if, 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 if getting gas is the worst of your problems, it's a good thing. I mean, there are people who lost their homes and lost a lot. So, you know, you don't really want to complain too much. So you got to keep it all in perspective. But, you know, you, I think it, you know, everybody has to, you know, still figure out a way to, to deal with it. And, you know, every day gets a little easier for most people. You know, for, for the unfortunate ones who, who lost a lot, you know, it's, it's going to be a long road to recovery. But there are still a lot of places in New Jersey and Long Island and Brooklyn who, who have no electricity. So, you know, the, uh, you know, it, it got, it got the temperature dropped down there in the past week. It's a little better this weekend, a little warmer. So maybe a little bit of a respite for the, you know, the unfortunate people who have no heat, no power. So, uh, hopefully it'll give them a little bit of a, a little bit of time to, you know, kind of get them up to speed a little bit. Yeah, well, the good news is is it is nice today, and it's supposed to actually get up to 67 degrees here by Monday, uh, so your which snow is great news. Then. What's that? Your snow will be gone then, right? Our snow will be gone, uh, and more importantly, uh, everybody without power down there will, you know, get at least not have to worry about the cold, cold uh, right. this coming weekend. But I heard a story, I couldn't believe it yesterday, where... Some people were told they're not going to get power till after Thanksgiving. 
that's crazy, right? That is yeah. crazy. I mean, you talk about feeling defeated. That has to be just the worst news ever. I mean, you know, we lost for eight hours due to Hurricane Sandy and never overnight. But, uh, mm-hmm. you, you know, to go, you know, even a day or two is tough to take. To be told after the last two weeks that you know, now you're looking at after Thanksgiving, uh, that's just as bad as it gets. I mean, yeah, I don't think they can stay there, really. Yeah. You, know, it's, how, it's, how, you can't live there. No, no. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's like I said, it's bad for a lot of people. And, uh, you know, uh, parts of the Jersey Shore and I think Long Island were, were, are being hit the worst. And there's a lot of, uh, you know, now you're starting to get the, some some backlash toward, you know, some of the government officials and the power companies. And, you know, people, have, you know, in the beginning it was like, well, okay, we'll deal with this. But now people are losing their patience, and rightly so. And, you know, it's, 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 people are starting to get, get angry. They're not starting. They've been angry. And uh, you can't really blame them. So uh, hopefully... You know, we can, uh, you know, we can all get this fixed very, very soon. Yeah, well, it's only natural that, you, you know, you just can't, they just can't take it anymore. I mean, who, who could by any means? Uh, but, you know, speaking of which, Barry, I started off the show by saying that a topic that you and I discussed ad nauseum last Friday was, of course, the New York City Marathon. Three hours after our show ended last Friday, Mayor Bloomberg indeed made the right decision and canceled the marathon. I'm not, I'm not guessing that he was listening to our show and to make the decision, but uh, nonetheless, we did have it right, and he got it right as well. Yeah, well, there was there was, there was a lot of backlash about that. And there were there were people, you know, given what had, what had just gone on, and the storm obviously still being very fresh at that point. I mean, people were just incredulous that you know you could. You know, have a have a sporting event. You know, granted, now I understand that it brings a lot of income to the city. That it's a big event that people, you know, are looking forward to this every year. And there's a lot of a lot of interest infrastructure and a lot of planning that goes into this. And people coming in from all over the world. I understand all of that, but you know, sometimes extenuating circumstances have to rule the day. And this, and this was one of those situations. And you know, I, I think it was obviously the, you know it, it, it never even should have gotten to the point of even having to discuss it, in my opinion, and a lot of other people's opinions as well. Uh, all of our, you know, you, you and I both agreed on this, and you know, a lot of others did too. And uh, just the the backlash and the consternation was was, was more than palpable. It was very loud uh, in New York last week. So uh, you know, kind of, I think the mayor got kind of got shamed into making that decision. And you know, of course, it was the right move, but uh, it probably never should have come to that in the first place. Oh, I agree. I agree. He should have just canceled it like Wednesday. You know, uh, and they woke up Tuesday morning. Saw what, what, you know, the damage that had been occurred. And then by Wednesday, you had to know that, uh, this wasn't going to get fixed anytime soon, but at least you did make the, the right decision at the 11th hour. And, you know, speaking of sports events being held in the, uh, New York, New Jersey area, we of course had the, uh, highly watched Giants Steelers game and the game itself was one thing, but I also thought the, video of coach Mike Tomlin uh talking afterwards uh meeting you know meeting the uh meeting his team as they walked through the tunnel where he was like high fiving them and one of them even jumped into his arms and talking about uh you know let's make this the shortest road trip in the modern NFL i mean if you ever wanted to know what mike tomlin's all about i thought that video just showed it all it was obviously moments after they had defeated the super bowl champion giants and what was just a great game um 
but I, I just found that video fascinating uh, as far as uh, why the Steelers are the Steelers and why Mike Tomlin is such a great coach and uh, gets the most out of his players. But what was your take on the game and the fact it was, you know, held in New Jersey? I'm sure it was a big deal. I know you were down there on game day, uh, you know, working in New York, in the city that day. Uh, what was the overall mood and feeling in the game, and then your thoughts on the game itself? Well, you know, I, I think the other, it's funny, there were, there were even like a little, there was a little, I should even host the game because you know, people weren't able to see the game, people, um, you know, who were maybe, well, a lot of people were getting gas, uh, can even, uh, you know, use, you know, when they need their gas to go to work care of their families, etc. So you can use some of that precious gas to go to a football game. There was a lot, there were a lot of questions about that initially, but you know that it, 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 it was, a, it was uh, the Giants and uh, you know the uh, uh, Governor Christie assured uh, everyone involved that there wouldn't be any any harm in, in holding the game. So you know, I, I think if nothing else, it, 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 it was a good uh, escape for a lot of people. That kind of yeah, which which sports is I mean, sports is entertainment. So uh, I think. A lot of people, uh, you know, kind of took that as an escape, and that's what sports are meant to do. So that's fine. Um, as far as the game itself, you know, listen. I mean, the Steelers are a good team. I think it's a tough spot for the Giants. Uh, they don't normally play it as well at home as they, as they do on the road. But you know, you talk about you know the distractions for both teams. Okay, I mean, the Steelers were in a position. You know, they're flying in the day of the game. Obviously, we talked about that last week. They were they didn't feel right about. Um, Hotel space from you know from needy people in the area who lost their homes who were forced out of their homes. Uh, you really could not get a hotel room in New York that week. So they, the Steelers decided, you know what, we're just going to fly in the day of the game. We'll fly home. We're not going to even deal with that. Um, the Giants actually, you know, it, it, it may have affected them more because you know Eli Manning was in Hoboken. Hoboken was very badly affected by the storm. There were a lot of players who had to deal with. You know, that type of thing during the week, having to deal with their families, deal with getting gas. You know, they're just like everybody else, regular people. So, you know, the, the storm affected them as much as it did, you know, other people in New Jersey. So, you know, it was a big distraction to them. And it was it was pretty clear that the Giants were, were off their game. I mean, yeah, the Steelers are a good team, and I think it was a tough spot anyway. But I, I think just having the storm as an, an added distraction and an added problem for them to deal with, you know, really it was, it was pretty obvious. I mean, uh you know, Eli was not on his game, and you know he's been so good for so long. You, you, you can't really knock him or kill him or anything like that. But you know, you're, you're going to have your your off days, and I, and I think you can kind of see that. You know, for for all those reasons, it was an off day for the Giants. The Steelers played well. The Giants did have their chances to win, but you know they they, they couldn't get a stop when they needed to, and they couldn't score when they had to. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, you, you, these, these things happen sometimes, and I think there were a lot of uh, off the field issues, you know, for not only for the Steelers but for the for the Giants. I think it may have affected the Giants more on Sunday. Well, I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, my thing with the Giants is uh, starting to rethink it a little bit because they're clearly uh, not playing their best. But the Giants impressed me as a team that can win any game they really, really, really want to. And uh, I've been feeling that way throughout the season, uh, having witnessed two Super Bowls that they won over the Patriots when they really, really, really wanted to win. Um, that's the way I felt about them all year long. But they do seem to be showing, you know, uh, 
few chinks in the armor. He lies slumping a bit, uh, but he'll, he'll come out of it. But I, I was stunned with uh, the fourth quarter uh, and basically their lack of being able to come back or even have any semblance of a comeback against the Steelers. I mean, when the Steelers went ahead, the Giants get the ball. I'm like, you know, all right, here we go. But it wasn't even close. They didn't even get a sniff. But anyway, with that said, uh, it's time for our break. And, uh, Barry, I know you're going to stick around. We'll talk a little more NFL and beyond when uh, on the other side. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Every Wednesday, you'll want to talk sports with touchdown Tony Collins and his co-host Bill Mattis. Tony's broken records and has been to the Pro Bowl and the Super Bowl. We'll talk about what's happening in sports every week with news, action, and notable guests from all aspects of the sports world. We'll also involve you by discussing questions and topics of interest sent in via email from listeners all over the world. Become what you believe. Tune into Sports Talk with Touchdown Tony Collins, Wednesdays at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Sports. Do you feel the need for speed? Whatever your addiction, NASCAR, IndyCar, NHRA, Formula One, or even lawnmower racing, Pit Pass USA has got you covered. Larry Henry here, host of Pit Pass USA. I put my 30-plus years of being a motorsports broadcaster to work to bring you not only the best guests, but also the most interesting guests in racing. Pit Pass USA with Larry Hibbert. Your front row seat to the world of racing. Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Be there or get a DNF. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now... Back to the show. Voice America, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And still on the line with us is Barry Rubenstein of the New York Post. And Barry, I talked at the beginning of the show about Chuck Pagano and the Colts. Can you talk for a few minutes about your thoughts about that? Yeah, you know, I, I think it was uh, it's really, it's a really inspiring story, really. I mean, I think that, uh, you know, they, they, they went through so much last year. I mean, you know, the whole... Uh, toward the end of the season, you know, they were just just a, just a very bad football team, and everyone pretty much understood that. You know, they were you know, they were trying to go for Andrew Luck, and you know that was on the horizon for them. And you know, just just the fact that they they that they you know, that they decided to part ways with Peyton Manning, that they they decided to part ways with with Bill Polian, and their GM. Um, you know, and and it's amazing where they've come from since. I mean. 
and they're they're an inspired team, you know, for for a lot of reasons. Obviously, I mean, uh, I think Andrew Luck has has lived up to the hype. Um, he's been he's been terrific. Um, every game he looks better and better, looks more polished. Um, and then you know you have you know through you know, sometimes you have to adapt to the situation around you, and then obviously you know uh, the health situation of of Chuck Pagano, you know, being diagnosed with leukemia. Uh, Bruce Arians, the offensive coordinator has stepped up, and that's been a real source of inspiration for the team. And you can see it. I mean, you can see it from, you know, from week to week. You know, you saw it last night. You saw it uh, a week ago when uh, Pagano actually addressed the team after the game. It was a very emotional scene. Uh, Andrew Luck uh, shaved his head this week in support uh, for Coach Pagano. And, you know, I, I think that people expected the Colts to be better this year. I don't think anybody expected them to be 6-3. and three. I mean, they're right in the thick of playoff talk. They're they're right in the thick of everything. So, I think that it's it, 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 I think the Colts are one of one of the real uh, feel good stories in the league this year. It's, it's, they've been fun to watch. They've been inspiring, I think, to a lot of people. And uh, you know, they, they've made it fun to watch uh, to watch football in Indianapolis again. I think there are a lot of people, you know, kind of down on things and people wondering, well, gee, you know, what's going to happen once Peyton goes? I mean, that was kind of a foregone conclusion. Uh, you know, Peyton, as it turns out, isn't really missing a beat with the Broncos. He's playing very well, looking very good, looking like his old self, and, and, and that's great for Peyton, great for the Broncos. But you know, it's it's, it's a great story in, in Indianapolis. I think it's you know maybe you can you I think you can make the case that it's that they're one of the surprise teams in the league, and, and certainly uh, one of the feel good stories in the NFL this season. Um, you know, uh, Reggie Wayne has looked like look looks like a young guy again and you know, I think a lot of Colts young receivers are are, are you know, taking a cue from him. He's been kind of a kind of a, a, a player coach on the field, you know, with all their young receivers and the youth uh, around the team. So um, yeah, I mean I think the, the the Colts have been, you know, a terrific story and uh, you know I, I, I look for, for a lot more of that as the season goes on. You know? Absolutely. Um, it's, Absolutely. It's, it's fun to watch, really it is. It's wonderful, you know, uh, being up here in New England. Uh, never been much of a Colts, Colts fan, shall we say. But, uh, you know, they're America's team right now. There's no question. And, and count me among them who are uh, just rooting them on. I'm a huge Andrew Luck fan. I was at the draft last year uh, in New York City when he was made the number one pick. I watched him come in on the red carpet attended his news conference uh, immediately after being chosen, and he is an impressive guy, period. Uh, you know, he's just got all the tools, including intellect, uh, that, you know, are going to make him, you know, uh, maybe redefine the position. Uh, the thing I like about him most that I think, uh, you know, is lost in, in all the positive qualities he brings to the table is simply his running ability specifically his athleticism in general i always think back to what was maybe one of his most famous college plays when he caught that pass um and you know pass and run and you know just showed right then and there he, he is a football player he's a big guy and uh showed last night his running ability and uh Boy, he, he just looks like he is really, really going to be something special. As everybody said he would be, uh, we heard it for many months that he was NFL ready. 
And now what we're hearing uh, from his teammates, from others, are that, you know, I heard it from Adam Benatieri on uh, a quote from him on the Colin Cowherd radio show on ESPN Radio that, uh, you know, on day one, he just amazed everybody. He was just ready. He was doing things with reading defenses, checking down, what have you, uh, that you just don't ever, ever, ever see. It's just never before been seen in the NFL that quickly on literally on day one. Uh, the thing that got me last night, uh, like again, that you just don't see too often, never from a guy playing his eighth, eighth ninth game ever, is uh, the way he's able to, you know, look down the field when the rush is all around him. That's an, uh, that's amazing. You can't teach that, that's for sure. No, and, and it's poise you really don't normally see from rookie quarterback. I mean, you know, it's a rookie quarterback, you know, two or three years or even longer. Uh, you know, develop. I mean, you know, certainly Manning, you can, you can, you can say, you can say, you know, it took both of them a while to kind of, you know, get their games up to speed. Uh, you know, another quarterbacks too. I mean, it's pretty common. You know, everybody expects a, there to be a learning curve uh, in the NFL as good as you are in college. Everybody still expects that it's not going to happen right away. But, you know, I think what's really interesting this year, I mean, obviously, you know, luck has been terrific. And, you know, we have another great rookie quarterback uh, in Washington, RG3. So I think it's going to be really interesting. Now, I think based on the records of the two teams, I think if you're talking about, you know, rookie of the year consideration, you know, it's not too early to talk about that. You know, we're in uh, week nine of the season, week ten, week nine. It's we. You know, you look at both those guys, you know, you're certainly one, two, whichever order you pick. I think that if the Colts continue to play the way they have, as, as inspired as they have been, you know, the Redskins have struggled. You know, if the Colts finish with a better record than the Redskins, I, I think you're going to see a lot more support uh, for Luck as Rookie of the Year. But I think you're going to see a really good race between those two guys the rest of the season for that honor. Oh, absolutely. Uh, RG3, of course, got out of the box very quickly. I referenced this at the beginning of the show as well. Uh, but the Redskins, you know, the last few weeks have been losing games, uh, and I'm not putting it on RG3 by any means. The defense has clear issues. RG3 is still showing, uh, you know, again, some things we've never seen before from a rookie quarterback. And uh, interesting that RG3 has six rushing touchdowns, the most in the NFL for a quarterback, and Luck now has five right behind them. So they're the two leaders in rushing touchdowns, both ahead of Cam Newton, I might add. Uh, so, yeah, it is uh, fascinating, you know, and with sticking with the Redskins, I think it was just, uh, I think that loss at home to the Panthers, who have been horrible all year, was just crushing to the Redskins, and we are familiar now with Mike Shanahan's comments after the games. They're heading into they're, they're on a bye week. That seemed to suggest that you know everybody's playing for their job, which some took to the extreme. I believe that you know he was giving up on the season. I didn't take it that way when I heard the comments directly, but many did. Created a huge controversy, obviously, inside the Beltway and uh, and beyond. But I mean, anyway, you know, it's it's falling apart a little bit down there in Washington. And uh, so RG3 is going to have that to contend with. While, obviously, it's all coming together in Indianapolis, to put it mildly. Uh, they would be in the playoffs if they were to start this weekend. And they would actually be playing the Broncos 
i.e. Peyton Manning, uh, wouldn't that be something to see? How amazing would that be, right? I mean, you know, I think if you're if you're the uh, schedule makers, or if you're uh, you know, if you're CBS, you're 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 already drooling over that. You know, imagine all, all, all the hype that uh, that you'd see uh, with you know, Luck versus Peyton. I mean, that would that would be tre- a tremendous opening round game. That would be an all timer to say the least. And uh, you know, and speaking of fascinating games. Uh, to me, the game of the weekend and my appointment, my pick of the weekend for appointment viewing is Houston at Chicago. I think everybody's, you know, everybody's, uh, nobody's sold yet on the Bears, uh, you know, outside of uh, the Windy City. Um, what they're doing on defense is absolutely remarkable. Uh, they already have seven defensive turnovers for touchdowns. The all-time NFL record is nine. Charles Tillman alone created four fumbles last week against Tennessee. Uh, they're playing in Chicago, Houston, great team, having a great year. That is going to be a great game. Uh, I am very excited for that. I, I just think uh, clearly the two best defenses in the league, to put it mildly. Yeah, and I believe that's even the uh, Sunday night game, is it not? It so is. It's a nationally qualified game. Yeah, that's, that's going to be a good one. I mean, you know, the, the, We've seen a lot of a lot of Sunday night duds so far this year, but uh, that's going to be a great game. I think that's that, that's a game. Yeah, appointment you know, viewing absolutely. Um, you know, I, I you know, the Texans are a great team. They've got a great offense, um, and the, you know, we talk about the Bears defense. How about the Texans defense with JJ Watt? Um, oh yeah, cards there. I mean, they've been they've been they've been just as good. You know, I I think that in a game like this, I you know, I, as as suffocating as as the Texans have been on defense, and the Bears have been even been more suffocating. I mean, I expect this to be a low-scoring game. Um, you know, weather could be a factor. Playing in Chicago, it'll be a night game. It'll be, you know, it should be, temperature should be on the low side. Um, Houston, obviously, is a, a warm-weather team, not used to playing outdoors in cold weather. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think I like the Bears in this, in this one. Based on their defense, based on uh, just how good been based on the fact they're playing at home and based on the fact that weather could be a factor. So it's going to be a good game. I mean, it'll be, it'll be tight. And it wouldn't shock me if Houston won, but I, I, I think I like the Bears in this one, uh, you know, for, all, for, for uh, all the reasons we mentioned above. Yeah, and, and I think it's, uh, as I said, I was talking earlier in the show about Notre Dame playing at BC tomorrow night right here in Boston, and uh, I said, you know, college football is better when Notre Dame is good. I also believe that the NFL is better when the Chicago Bears are good. I really believe that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, to me, the key to this game, uh, two great defenses, but to see how the quarterbacks perform against them. Jay Cutler is a fascinating character to me. Um, so, I, you, you know, you never know what you're going to get from Jay Cutler. And so to see him against the Houston defense is going to be good in J.J. Watt. In contrast, I like Matt Schaub, you know. But let's face it, he hasn't done it in big games yet. He's been coming on year in, year out. Um, but, you know, he just hasn't done it on a big stage yet. And uh, it's not a playoff game, but Sunday night's going to feel like it. And uh, so he's going ha- to have a great opportunity to uh, work his way into the national consciousness, shall we say, on the quarterback front with a big game against the Chicago Bears record-setting defense so with that said barry we're going to take our break still lots more to talk about on the other side 
internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. Hard hitting radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard hitting radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. This is It Sports is an engaging talk program that includes you, the experts, and sports, all moderated by Coach Carl Hargrave. We'll talk about what's going on in the general sports world, collegiate and professional, take a look at youth-oriented sports, athletic development and sportsmanship, faith, and where it has its place in sports, along with a lively discussion with Coach Carl every week. Tune in to This Is It Sports with Coach Carl Hargrave every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1 888 346 9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Where's America? Welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. And still on the line with us is Barry Rubenstein of the New York Post. And Barry, uh, switching sports, there seems to be a little bit of uh, progress, we hope, on the NHL lockout. Well, we, we, we hope, you know, and, you know, I, I think just the fact that, you know, they, that, that the league and the players are now in their fourth consecutive day of meeting. I mean, there was a lot of, uh, disappointment, uh, from hockey fans last week when the NHL announced that you know, because of the lockout, uh, they've had to cancel all their games, you know, throughout November. And they've also decided to scrap the, uh, the Winter Classic, which is you know, one of the marquee events that we all look forward to on the, on you know, New Year's Day, um, but yeah, I mean, there, I think now there's a real sense of urgency to try to save the season. You're, you're starting to see it, I think, on both sides. This is the way, this is the way, this is the way for things usually work, right? I mean, you know, obviously you would like to see uh, see, it, see it settled where there's no games missed at all, but you know, uh, there there have been some casualties already, and you know. Uh, it just says something to speak for four days in a row in a situation where we haven't really seen that. Now, all that said, uh, Don Beer, the head of the Players Association, their, their, their counsel has reportedly sent an email out to the players saying, well, don't get too, don't 
don't get too optimistic about this. There's still a lot of work to be done. So, you know, is that just posturing? Is that, you know, trying to, you know, keep the players from, from, you know, from, from a hard fall? You know, I, I don't really know. I mean, there, there, these, these, um, negotiations are not really being public about it. You know, as, as we've seen in labor situations in the past, there's not daily media briefings. In fact, uh, the, the, uh, meetings have been held in a secret location until the media found out where the secret location was yesterday. So, uh, you know, the league has been forced to kind of, you know, uh, you know, kind of rework, rework that part of it. But, um, you know, they don't want to comment every day. They don't want to go, they don't want, uh, they don't want both sides, you know, talking to the media every day. They want to, you know, kind of be off by themselves. So, you know, maybe it's the best way to do it. So, you know, and I think for the fans, you know, I think most fans really, and I, and I think we can say this about every labor situation, right? I mean, fans are not really interested in, in the terms. They're not really interested in negotiations. They're not really interested in what side wants what from who and what concessions. They just want to know, hey, let me know when it's over. Are we going to have our game this year? Are we going to have football? Are we going to have baseball? Are we going to have hockey? Are we going to have the NBA? Are we going to have our sports back? So we have you know, what we enjoy about it. You know, nobody wants to read about labor. They, they don't. Reporters don't want to write about it. Uh, fans don't want to read about it. Everybody, everybody wants to settle. So hopefully we're on a road to getting this done. And hopefully by the time we talk next week, we'll, we'll have no games to talk about. Yep. Wake me when it's over. That's, uh, exactly. that's the general sentiment. So hopefully they get it done. <clears throat> and, uh, again, too bad. I was really, really looking forward to the uh, Winter Classic in the big house. Obviously it would have been the biggest hockey crowd in the history of North America. Hundred and ten thousand, I'm guessing, if not more. And uh, sad, sad. I guess, like, uh, even to the point where I couldn't help myself but think, you know, if they got this done in the next whatever, forty-eight, seventy-two hours, if they could somehow, you know, resurrect it, because I always felt that it would start with the Winter Classic exactly the way the NBA last year started on Christmas Day. You know, it's it's a jump start, as it were. And uh, yeah, well, you know, who, knows? who knows? That might be wishful yeah. thinking. It might be. You know, I, I you know I, I think they went ahead. You know, they, they announced it. You know, by canceling it, you know, maybe maybe by announcing it, they felt that that would uh, kind of light a fire under negotiations. Maybe. Yeah. And maybe there is. A, you know, I, I have I have no information on this at all. But you know, maybe you're right. Maybe there is a way they can kind of resurrect it because you know it was only a week ago when they canceled it. I mean, I I, I find it hard to believe that. They couldn't, you know, figure out a way to make it work if they really wanted to, or if, if there was, if there were any way possible to make it happen. So, you know, maybe it is just wishful thinking, but maybe it's something we kind of, kind of hold on to, right? I mean, you know, and, yeah. you know but the, the, the good, but the good news is, as far as the Winter Classic goes, no matter what, there will be a Winter Classic next year, hopefully, and it will be in the Big House. They've already announced that it'll, it'll be, it'll, it'll be there again next year. So, yes. you know, maybe, uh, maybe that that'll soften the blow if they. If it does indeed happen that there is no winter classic this year, as they've already announced there wouldn't be, you know, at least they've already announced that the, that it will return to that spot next year. So that's something that's to kind that's of good. hold on to. No, that's a very good point worth mentioning. I'm glad you said that. Yes, it will be there January 1st, 2014, if not this coming January 1st. Uh, and sticking with the winter sports, interesting report today. We haven't really touched too much on the – Beginning of the NBA season, uh, a couple interesting things, but none more so than the sorry start of the L.A. Lakers uh, with their two new free agent additions of uh, Dwight Howard and Steve Nash. They're, if I'm not mistaken, one and four, but ESPN 
uh, issued a report today saying if Mike, if the Lakers do not have a successful homestand, it's a six-game homestand, starts tonight, that Coach Mike Brown's job could be in jeopardy, which is really fairly stunning news, actually. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it, it, it seems a, a, a bit of a, you know, a bit of a knee-jerk reaction to let Mike Brown go. I mean, it's, it's, it, he, he was the hand-picked successor to Bill Jackson. It's just, yeah, I agree that it's surprising. I mean, the Lakers obviously have not played well. Um, you know, they, you know, when you have six games, when they have a six-game homestand, you, you have an opportunity to kind of, kind of rank the ship. And, you know, and I know they play Golden State tonight. I think Sacramento is one of the teams they'll be playing. I think they'll be playing the Nets. Um, you know, San Antonio obviously is just pretty good. So, you know, I, I think they, they'll have, I think Mike Brown would be given every opportunity, uh, to kind of, you know, get things back on the right track. And I think, you know, the players, you know, knowing that's the case, you know, Kobe and company, I, I think they'll, you know, that, you know, that's assuming that, that, that they like playing for Mike Brown, uh, which I think they do. Uh, I don't think there's any issues there. Uh, if there aren't, then I would expect them to, you know, kind of, uh, Kind of get things more toward more toward normal, more toward the center, and uh, you know then we'll go from there. But I, I would be I would be actually so shocked if Mike Brown gets fired uh, by the Lakers. But you know I guess you feel like uh, you know uh, the coaching carousel is a very precarious one, and you know it's, it's all what he's done for me lately. Sometimes what he's done for me in the past week. So you know that being the case, you know uh, you know six team homestand, the one and four. You know if they start out uh, you know two and whatever. You know, three and whatever. You know, then then you might see a change. But you know, you, you know, they win they win a couple of three games. You know, the, the, they go to a homestand. Uh, you know, maybe four and two. You know, then we can maybe kind of move forward. But uh, it's uh, certainly hey, Barry. a certain interesting to watch. Very interesting because Mike Brown has just been fired. I can't oh. believe it. Yes. All right, well, so much so much for that. <laughs> yep, we're down to 30 seconds. It's the end of the show, but it's right here. I'm looking right at the ESPN screen. Sources, Mike Brown fired as Lakers head coach following wow. one and four start. That's it. Shocking. I, I, I'm yeah, going to have to I mean, end the show with that statement. Uh, wow. <laughs> wow. Wow is yeah, right. I so, agree. Uh, I agree. Wait this is soon. this is like the day we uh, ended the yeah. show by hearing with the news that the honey badger had been suspended for the season right. by LSU. Right. So, with that said, uh, I don't. I, there's nothing more to add other than no. I'm sure there's going to be fascinating details. I can't wait to see who they replace him with. Yeah, right. Mike D'Antoni. Mike D'Antoni. That's what I there. heard. There you go, Barry. Well, we're going to close on that note. And as always, Voice America Sports, glad we could bring you that breaking news before the show ended. And uh, thank you all for listening. And we look forward to doing it all again next Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Thanks again for tuning in to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week. We'll be right back.